Welcome to the Peaceful Power Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Clausen, and today I'm chatting with Meg Haynes. The Peaceful Power Podcast is here to help you live a movement-based lifestyle, utilizing fitness, yoga, and Ayurvedic techniques. Each week, I will bring you a motivational guest or a solo show geared to help you take action to live that peaceful, powerful life. Meg Haynes is a spiritual teacher, healer, and creator of Divine Feminine Mastery. She has trained under well-respected teachers such as Brian Weiss, John Holland, and Robert Holden. So she, Meg and I met um, a couple years ago at Lori Harder's Bliss Project. We were both volunteers. And um, I just love her energy and her knowledge about like the divine feminine and energy intuition. Um, we talk about the masculine as well. And then we kind of go through how I went from one to one extreme to the other in my energy and um, her lesson for me in that, which was also super insightful. Um, I pulled out so many golden nuggets from our conversation. Um, Meg is so thoughtful and just um, the wisdom that she has, I think is going to shine through in today's episode. So without further ado, here is today's episode with Meg. Welcome to the Peaceful Power Podcast. I'm super excited today to have Meg Haynes with me. And um, we're going to kind of dive into lots of different uh, I find them fun topics, and these might be new topics to a lot of you, and I want you guys to kind of um, dive in with Meg, because she's just a breath of knowledge on the divine feminine and some energy healing um, and angels and all of those things. So I'm going to kind of throw it over to you, Meg, and how did you get into kind of more of the esoteric kind of view on things? Yeah, well, first off, thank you just so much for having me. I'm always excited to introduce people to these conversations um, because, you know, when I started, I always say that, you know, the spiritual path is something that you either stumble upon out of curiosity or desperation. Mm, yes. <laughs> and uh, it was more the desperation side for me, uh, but there was definitely some curiosity. And, um, that was probably in high school and there was a lot happening around that time period in my life. Um, a lot of sickness, a lot of death, uh, people that I loved just, you know, coming down with these illnesses and it just felt like my perfect childhood was being ripped away with all the people that I love, you know, potentially leaving me. And it, it spurred this feeling of, well, if what, what's after this then and, and where do we go? And, what happens if I don't have the people that I love here? Um, and just these these big life questions that put me into a swirl that at you know 16, I didn't really have an understanding around. So um, I found this woman, well, my mom found her actually, who was at the time doing work with crystals and essential oils and energy healing. And that was, you know, in New England, I grew up in New Hampshire. So that was, you know, about 16 years ago. So it was, it was really woo back then. It's yeah. a little woo now, but <laughs> it was yeah. really, you know, kind of underground at that point um, in a lot of ways. And I just started working with her and, and really what I wanted was just understanding a deeper understanding of, of, and a connection to something greater than myself. And I remember being in her office one day and her asking me if I believe in angels. And I said, well, yeah, yeah, of course. And she proceeded to tell me who was in the room <laughs> with us. You know, we've got Mother Mary over here. We've got Jesus. We've got Archangel Michael. And at that point, I, my skeptic uh, meter went, you know, ding, ding, ding. <laughs> and I, um, I wanted to believe her. I thought she was very lovely and genuine, but I also in my head was thinking, oh great, and we've turned the corner and this lady's wacky. <laughs> and um, she could obviously tell that I had, you know, shut off from what she was saying and, and she just kind of questioned me about that. And I said, I, I, I wanna believe, I wanna believe, but I don't see it. Um, so it's really hard for me to know that what you're experiencing is actually true. And in that moment I had this, probably one of the most profound experiences of my life where all all of a sudden this this energy just wrapped around me and it was the it was just the most unconditionally loving energy i don't know how to describe it other than pure bliss this feeling of pure bliss and i kept hearing this message of 
everything's okay and everyone will be okay and you are safe and you are loved and you are held in the divine and it, I, I don't even know how long I was there in that in that moment because it feels like it went on for hours but um, I remember leaving and going to my car and just crying because I knew in that moment that there was something greater beyond this physical world and this physical experience because I had felt it so deeply and had and it had touched me and I knew that I could never go back <laughs> after that it's like you open the door and you can only go forward at that point um and and I and I craved that connection again and so I just started to follow my curiosity and the modalities that lit up for me that that helped me to explore that connection on a deeper level and it's been really my saving grace I think in my life I feel like I was at a crossroads at an early age where I could have gone down a darker path um, but this just helped me to remember that our life experiences and the things that happen to us um, are not who we are um, and that we are so much greater and so much more than than what we experience and um, when we tap into that that connection we can rise above the the circumstances and the conditions of our life and and really view them as uh, healing opportunities and learning opportunities and 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 continue deepening that connection. Mm. I love that you shared that you were had that you know skepticism oh you know, yeah she said that because I think that's where you know, a lot of people start you know they're kind of like I don't know like maybe there's a part of them that wants to believe but like mainstream society is like no that's not true and so then yeah. they're kind of just torn how do you kind of help people work through that just like I feel like it's right but I'm being told it's not maybe by family or friends yeah absolutely well and you know some of the most well-meaning people in our lives um you know they're coming from their own lens and their own perspective of understanding so i kind of liken it to if you're if you're looking through a really tiny hole you're only going to see what's reflected on that on the other end of that hole but when you broaden your perspective that hole becomes bigger and you see so much more of that picture and so I always say that if you feel this, this urge and this nudge to explore something, to just really honor that because that is your intuition. Um, when it's coming from a loving place, you know, of, of, of um, you, can, you can feel the difference. It's like this energy of this excitement and this, this bright, open, buzzy feeling. Um, it's very different from something that is more contracting and <laughs> heavy. Um, and so, you know, pay attention to how your body lights up when you're, when you're exploring these things, but also know that everyone is on their own journey and everyone is coming from their own perspective and that doesn't make them wrong. Um, and it doesn't make you wrong for wanting to explore something more. And I think that, it's courageous and brave and beautiful to to honor what your soul calls you to do um, in a world where everyone is kind of conditioned to be alike. And that's just kind of crazy to me to think about because we're all so unique and we're so different. Even if we're doing the same things, the way that we deliver that gift or the way that we share that gift is completely different because we're so different. And so we're made to be different, we're made to be unique. And so to follow, to follow the things that call to you because that's gonna allow you to be more authentic and be more um, just courageous in sharing, sharing your work and your, and your gifts or your, or your passions or you know, connecting with people that you might never connect with otherwise. Yeah. And one of the things that you've mentioned with that is your intuition. And I think that yeah. we've kind of shut down that, you know, intuition. A lot of us have, you know, just because it's so easy to nowadays, because you don't, I mean, you really don't have to pay attention to anything that you're doing if you don't right. want at all times. How can people kind of tap back into that intuition? And, um, you know, you kind of briefly described a little bit about like knowing when it's your intuition. Can you tell people maybe like, okay, here's some easy ways to start, you know, honing that skill again? 
Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Great question. And I would just, I really just want to say that every single person is intuitive. We all have this, we all have this gift. It's like our GPS system. <laughs> we, and I think sometimes it's easy to say, oh, well, I'm not intuitive. I'm not like that. But everybody has a feeling, you know, when you're around someone and you're not really feeling them or their energy's a little off, or you know, when um, you, you have the hindsight of, oh, I, I should have trusted that in that I had that gut instinct and I didn't trust it. We all have that. So becoming more present, of course, is going to help, um, help you to recognize what's happening. And I think the body is so brilliant and so wise at communicating. And that's, I really feel like that's how our intuition speaks to us. So if you're feeling physical symptoms, instead of just saying, oh, my si I'm sick or, oh, my body's breaking down, really ask, hmm, there's something deeper going on here that my body's trying to communicate to me. And so just tuning in and tapping, like, what is this, what is this symptom trying to, trying to offer me as far as information? What am I not listening to? What am I not paying attention to? Um, I think really starting from the body is a great place because if we're trying to connect to our intuition from our mind, um, we're, it's not, it doesn't live there. It doesn't exist there. It, it exists in the body. And so reconnecting to the body, I think, is a really powerful way, first, first and foremost, to begin to um, connect and noticing how your intuition speaks. So, you know, I always say to my clients, you know, what is your yes and what is your no? When you have a, that, oh my gosh, yes, I need to do this, or yes, I need to go here, or yes, I need to sign up for this. It's this bright, sparkly, excitement, full body rush feeling. And then when something doesn't feel good to you, it's very contracting, as I mentioned before, it's very heavy, it's, it almost makes you cringe pay attention to those signs. That's, that's not you being lazy or you, or something being wrong with you. That's your body's way of saying this. Yes, this is for me. No, this is not. Ooh, I love that. And when you're talking about that, like some big decisions if, that people are making, if they're thinking yeah. like, sometimes we just think about it too long and then we're like, it was a yes. And now it's a no. And now we're so confused. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Listening to that first response or how do you kind of walk people through some of those decisions where it starts getting murky? Yeah. So I always say, if it's starting to get murky, that's you, you've gone into your head. Mm. So you got to almost like disconnect and, and go do something else, go play, go for a walk, go be in nature, go, go shift up your energy and then, and, and just be open to receiving whatever guidance or answer, ask for a sign. You know, I, we don't ask for support enough from our guides and angels and the universe and whatever term anybody feels comfortable with using. We don't ask for support enough. We, we soldier on ourselves trying to, you know, stronghold life, <laughs> do it ourselves, but we have so much support. So just asking for a sign and instead of gripping and waiting and, you know, looking around every corner, just trusting and knowing that you're going to be, that you're going to be guided and, and to release it and release the, release the expectation of receiving a sign and just knowing that you will and moving forward with it. Um, but I think, you know, when it comes to big decisions, <clears throat> it's, there's, we have to, we have to kind of give ourselves permission to, to have the space to process. Um, you know, we live in a world of immediacy you know, of mm -hmm. everything is instant. Got to figure it out. Got to figure it out. Got to figure it out. And when it comes to big decisions, it's, it's often a very emotional process. There's a lot of emotions that come up because let's say you're buying a new house. Um, what will that ho new house represents so much and what you're leaving behind represents so much. So there's an emotional process you also have to go through sometimes um, when it comes to a big decision or, you know, leaving a relationship or starting a new career, there's, there's growth and change and shifts that are happening and, and um, fears that are being activated and, um, you know, limiting beliefs that are, that are queuing in those old tapes. So it, it's depending on the situation that you're going through, some of those things may also come up, 
come up and I will say that your intuition is always going to speak to you from love mm -hmm. and compassion mm -hmm. and grace and forgiveness. It's never going to be judgmental. It's never going to use words like should. <laughs> um, it's, it's always going to be supportive and loving and kind. Mm. Yeah. That's a good reminder that it's not going to be like, I should do this. Right. That's so if you, if you, and noticing those words too. So if you're, if you notice that you're saying I should be doing this pause, Ooh, I should, hmm, that doesn't feel good. What, like, where is that coming from? Mm. That's an expectation that I feel I need to show up for because if I don't X, Y, Z. And so we, we start to challenge those old beliefs and those expectations that we have or that were put on us um, to really unravel that. And it's, and it's hard because I will say, you know, in this spiritual process or, or personal development, you know, as you're growing and evolving, you have to, you have to let go of some of the identities and ways of living that have been so ingrained in you. And there's, there's an emotional process to that. And it's not just, you can't just jump from A to B. You have to, you have to give yourself the grace and the permission to, to move through that experience. Mm, I think that's such an important thing. Cause I think it's so easy to look on social media and just see people you're like, Oh my goodness. Like one day they were this way and the next they're completely different. And like, how did they get there so fast? And I think you know, they, we don't see those behind the scenes. Like this has probably been taking place for years and you're not seeing that like spiritual growth that they've been doing. And that's why you suddenly think it's fast. And then why are you so slow? It's not like, it's just, everyone's on their own process and journey. Um, Absolutely. Like, how do you, so how do you personally, how do you grow your spiritual growth? You know, cause you're, you know, into so many different things. How do you kind of keep that do you love to learn or how do you know what that next evolution is going to be? Or do you just kind of let it unfold? Yeah. I mean, well, I, I, I'm of course a junkie <laughs> when it comes to all things and you know, there, there are definitely, I don't want to say that, you know, I'm, I'm into everything spiritual. There are some things that just don't resonate with me, but that doesn't mean that they're wrong. I feel like everything is a pathway to the same place. So wherever, whatever takes you there, it's, it's great. Um, but I, you know, I think becoming more in tune to what I'm feeling and what I'm recognizing and what I'm noticing, like presence has been such an incredible teacher for me. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's because especially in our world, we're not, we're not present most of the time we're distracted. We're, we're engaged in other people's energy or agendas or what we have to do. And, and we live in a very masculine world. Um, and I mean that by energy, not, not men, um, but this energy of go, 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 push, 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 do, 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 achieve, achieve, achieve. Um, and it, we've, we've gotten out of balance with ourselves, especially in the entrepreneurial world. You know, we see this like, like hustle, hustle, grit, go, you know, and there's, there is a place for that. There is a, like moments uh, for that, but there's also moments for, you know, enjoying your life and being present for your life and, and, and experiencing the wonders and the beauties of, the, of this moment right now. And so we can get so caught up in the future and what we're going for that we miss the beautiful moments that are here. So I think, presence has been an amazing teacher for me to come back to the moment and recognize and witness what is shifting in me now, what is changing in me now, what it, and, and tuning into my emotions. So for me, I'm a very emotional person and, and as an empath, and I'm sure you have a lot of listeners that are, that are empathic who, you know, are deep feelers and they feel the world around them and they feel other people's emotions and, um, and I am that way. And so I emotionally am, need to process things and, and move through things. And I noticed that um, when I try to bypass the emotion and just like get into action, it does it never works for me. Mm -hmm. There's something that I need to sit with. There's something I need to be with. There's something I need to receive. And my body, again, has been, you know, a, another great teacher in when I'm not paying attention and when I'm not listening and when I'm getting caught up in the world that we live in, in that pace, rather than my own innate 
flow and my, my innate rhythm, which we all have our own innate rhythm that's most often we're going against, uh, my body will, will cue me to that and it will, you know, light up and say, hey girl, we're not doing this anymore. We got to come back to center. We got to be present. There's something here for you to learn, for you to experience. Yeah. And that's, that's the thing that I'm working on, you know, working with so many of my clients and I see this as, and I totally understand because this is how I was, you know, probably five years ago, I was the exact same way is like, I didn't pay attention to any of those little details. Like if I felt myself getting sick. I didn't care. Like I'd rather, you know, go out with friends. If that was the thing that we were doing, like I would just push through and then I, you always end up sick, exhausted, like just something always went awry. And I never made that connection. And I think that's something that I'm passionate about is trying to teach um, a lot of the moms, the young moms that I train. And I'm like, no, doing a hardcore workout when you're exhausted is not what you need right now. Yeah. Let's do a yin yoga practice. And it's so hard for, and I can totally see that because I was exact same situation as they were, you know, five years ago. And this just the mindset of like, well, that doesn't count as a workout. Like that's nothing. Yeah. Like I should be pushing yeah. through and just not honoring what's going on with the body. And I feel like that's just a message that it's so hard to, I mean, it's, you can get it out there, but to actually implement it, I mean, you have to be ready, but it, maybe it takes something that you're like, okay, this is the, finally, this is the shift, but I would rather have people awaken to it before like a big, like, okay, I have to change. Yeah. Do you have any tips on like, how can we help get that message out there before everything blows up for the breakdown. <laughs> yes, pretty much. <laughs> and, and, ha and being someone who, and I totally like, I resonate with that as well. I've, I've, my body is broken down so many times. And the thing is, is that you can't serve anybody from that place. No. The only thing you can do is heal. Like mm -hmm. that's literally the only thing that you can do. And, and I think that we are, we, the first thing is we're taught that our worthiness is, is connected to what we do. Yes. And, and what we, what we achieve and what we accomplish. And that is so far from the truth. We are inherently worthy. We are already worthy. We, and we live in a world that it's just a little mixed up about that. And so I just invite anybody who's struggling with that, you know, to, to just really think about, especially new moms, you know, because they have this experience of, their child who is so perfect. And so the child doesn't done anything. It's just born. It's just born and it's perfect and it's beautiful. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, guess what? You were that way too. And so looking at yourself and witnessing yourself in the same eyes that you witness your child mm -hmm. as oh, yeah. being worthy and deserving of love and compassion and grace. And that if your body needs a rest, it needs a rest. And that doesn't mean that there's something wrong with you or that you're not valuable anymore. It's your body saying, I need a rest. Yeah. And, and to deny yourself that gift, to deny yourself that, that, that nourishment, it's really what you need, you know, um, is, is just, it's so cruel. And it's so, and I feel like that's, that's why we, um, that's part of the reason that we have a hard time loving ourselves. It's because we're not actually giving ourselves what it is that we need. We're withholding that love for ourselves because we're putting an expectation of who we're supposed to be mm. in order to receive love. And so that's what has to dissolve. That's really what the spiritual practice is, is for every single person. It's dissolving the illusions and the beliefs and the ideas and the, and the expectations of who you have to be in order to be loved and just, and just learning to love yourself unconditionally. And if you can do that for yourself, imagine what you can do for others and witness for others. Like, and that's, that's, that's the true work. Yeah, that, yeah. That one like sticks me. I'm like, yeah, I still, still got work to do there. And we, and we yeah. all do, you know, even, I mean, that's why I teach what I need to learn because <laughs> it's, it's a place, it's a sticky place for me too. But I think, you know, and it's also recognizing that when you push yourself, so in, you know, in terms of your clients, like if you push yourself, um, if you're push, if you push your body to do something that it is, that it is not 
ready or willing or wanting to do because it it's it it needs more care it needs more nourishment it needs more support um you're not going to get the results that you're looking for mm -hmm. your body responds to your emotional state it responds to your well-being yes that's so why it, that's why yeah. i introduced ayurveda you know like that's oh, i love like, that you're doing that yeah the game changer and that's what helped me like postpartum. Like that's when I discovered it. And it just, I mean, I'm like, wow, everyone needs to know about this. And that's a lot of it is that teaching. And yeah, again, just having that breakdown and trying to be like, okay, I know that you came to me for fitness, but there's a whole nother side of it that you need right. alongside just the workout. I'm like, the workouts are the easy thing. I'm like, yeah. it's all the other mindset stuff and the other you know, emotional stuff that is the hard and challenging thing to work through. So, yeah. yeah. And I'm so glad that you're doing that. I mean, it's really, it's, it's so important because it isn't just about a work. That's the surface stuff. Yes. And that's what, that's what we see on social media. That's the, that's mm -hmm. the like imagery is like the surface stuff, but that's not really where the work is. Mm -hmm. The work is always internal. Yes. And that's where I was telling one of my, um, in my Ayurveda school, I was, they're like, oh, I love your um, workouts posted with each of your doshas. I was like, I know that's my like way of slowly introducing Ayurveda on a workout level. So people can yeah. kind of grasp that it's, it, it's so vast. I'm like it, yes, I can do workouts with it, but it's so many other little things. Once you start diving deeper and like, oh, do this workout. If I feel angry. Oh, okay. Right. Like, oh you gosh. know, all of that stuff. So that's what I love and geek out on. And, you know, I'm like, this is my way to kind of try to bridge two different worlds together. Yeah. Well, and I think, you know, especially for women, it's, we have so much, we, we're shaming ourselves all the time. We have an end, we have so many industries that are shaming us and yeah. making us feel like we're not good enough. And that's, they're, that's part of the marketing. Yes. Like that's the effectiveness. That's why you're buying their products because they're, they're making you feel bad about yourself or that there's something wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with you. They just want you to buy the product. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, um, you know, this, this shame game is really where we have to, to, to press the pause button when we notice ourselves going into that cycle and go, is this a conversation that I want to have with myself anymore? Is this a conversation that I want my children to have for themselves? Absolutely not. So why am I, why am I perpetuating it for me? Mm, totally. I mean, and I think, well, I don't know about you, but like my mom, like back in the eighties, I feel like every mom was like on a diet and you know, told yep. that they should do this. Cause I, that's all I remember growing up is my mom was on one diet to the next, to the next. Low and always fat. had, I was just going to say low fat, everything like the foods yeah. and like the bars that tasted horrible that like us as kids were like, don't worry, mom, we're not going to eat those. those yeah. Disgusting. And that's where I feel like we, we saw. And like, if you think about it yourself and if you're thinking, oh gosh, are you always on a diet? Like now I'm like a paleo or a whole 30 and we're doing this and right. you have little kids around, like it's the same cycle repeating only right. just call the diet a different thing. And that's right. what sometimes I feel like gets lost on, you know, people is like what we saw we could be doing and not even realizing it. Absolutely. And I think it's, it's really important to note it, to know that every single body is different. And so there are going to be some ways of eating and methodologies of, 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 cooking that are going to serve some people and not others because we are all different. Yes. And so trying to pigeonhole yourself in this one thing that every time you're, you do it, you feel awful. You don't feel good, but other people have seen results. So you're yeah. going to keep going with it. That's, that's again, that goes back to the intuition that's your body going, nope, no, 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 don't want this isn't working. Yes. Yes. And that's what we ignore, right. but you know, just that little voice and yeah. with that voice and that, um, you know, intuition, I feel like the divine feminine, you know, yeah. like it's usually associated closely with intuition. And Absolutely. I want to go deeper into this. Cause I feel like I, like I just had, um, last month now an episode about how I was really working on diving into my divine feminine. Cause I feel yeah. my innate energy lies in my masculine. I'm a pizza dosha. And so I'm a go. And so I really am pretty good now at like pulling back. Like I know when I'm going to get burnt out. I know when I push too hard and I can balance that. But then I totally swung too far the opposite direction. And I was like, I feel like I gutted who I was. I feel like I completely lost all of my masculine energy and dove completely into the feminine, which is not my innate nature. And so then mm -hmm. I felt a little off without even realizing it until like just a few months ago. Yeah. So can you 
dive into like, how do you kind of find that balance with those two different energies and maybe going into what those energies are in case this is kind of new for people. Right. And what, what I'll just say there, cause this was a divine little download for you, yeah. um, is that, you know, to find balance, sometimes we have to swing one way and then swing the other, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like, that's, that's really how we find the balance. And so mm-hmm. it's not that you did anything wrong with that. It's, it's, you're, you're exploring the side fully so that you can, you can take the parts and pieces that are, that are, that are innately you and, and find the balance in between. I love that. Yeah. And that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And so for me, you know, I, I was, you know, running a, I was doing high level coaching at, uh, two, about two years ago. And I mean, I, I didn't have that many clients, but I, and energetically was pouring so much into them and I was burnt out. I wasn't really living my passion, even though I loved, loved them as people, but it wasn't what I felt I came here to do. And I just kept pushing and pushing and pushing. And then I, my body crashed and I had, was having anxiety attacks and panic attacks and I, insomnia and I was exhausted And it got to the point where I, I had this moment of full surrender. Like I, there was literally nothing I could do. I couldn't think straight. I couldn't work. I, I had to dissolve my business and it was a really scary thing. But at the same time, I had no other choice. And I knew that. And I, I knew my body was like, we're not, if you pick this up again, we're going to go We're It's going to just, it's going to be even worse. Mm. And so I, remember just canceling. It was over Christmas. I canceled all my plans. I put all my clients on holds. Um, and I just slept. And in that moment of just surrender, there was nothing I could do. I kept hearing these downloads, um, and receiving these downloads because I had the space now. I wasn't, I wasn't fighting (laughs) against it. Um, and I just would hear words like presence, nourishment, pleasure, beauty, connection, resonance, truth, grace, ease, flow. And I was like, yes, I need more of this in my life. (laughs) All of these things. Yes, yes, yes. And then I realized that what I was channeling was actually the voice of the divine feminine. Mm. And the divine feminine is, I I see this divine feminine energy as um, a guiding energy and a guiding force, but also an energy that's within and exists in all of us. Mm. Um, And we have a divine masculine energy too, but, um, and those energies in their highest state are divine. But when we have, um, when we have uh, an imbalance, which is what we've seen, these energies can become wounded or dysfunctional. And so right now, currently we're living in a, in a very wounded, masculine, wounded, feminine experience where the masculine is getting all of the energy and attention and the feminine is getting none. Um, and the feminine is, is really about, you know, living from this very intuitive place, feeling connected to all of nature and to everyone around you, um, relishing in the pleasure and the experiences of life, being present to witness the beauty and the magic of the world around you. It's, it's following the things that, that you feel extremely excited and delighted by and not denying those, those nudges and those soul callings. It's honoring the seasons, not only fall, winter, spring, and, and summer, but the seasons of our life and, and the rhythms our own innate rhythm and how we move and, and, and what feels good to us. And, and these cycles and it's, it's, it's just this deeper and more magical way of living. And I, and we need the masculine too. It's not, you know, it's not female only. It's these two energies working in harmony together because the feminine is where we receive that guidance, that, that love, that wisdom, that, that, um, that uh, divine download. And then the masculine is how we put that into action into the world and share it in a bigger way. Um, so we need the bo- both of them working <laughs> hand in hand yes. together. 
Um, but I remember, I, I mean, I feel like I used to be in the world and I'd be like, oh yeah, it's a pretty day outside. So nice. And now it's like, I go outside and, and I'm like, hello, mama, how are you today? Oh, thank you for your beauty. Thank you for your grace. Oh, hello, butterfly. Hello, bird. Like I'm, it, it sounds, it might sound a little woo, but it's like, it, it feels like walking like in the wizard of Oz when she's in the black and white <laughs> and she opens the door and everything becomes technicolor. That is what it feels like when you open up to this energy. It's like your whole world opens up and you realize there is a magic and an energy and a love that you are connected to that, that you forgot, that you forgot you were connected to. Mm, I love, I love that example. Cause I was thinking of that exact same thing yesterday on yeah. my walk. I was like, wow, I'm pretty sure I never you know, before I'd go for a walk just for exercise. Now I'm like, wow, look at the buds are finally coming on the trees and like just slowing down. And like, I connected with some of the trees and, you know, just sound, I mean, like to me, that sounds normal, but I'm sure to other people, they're like, whoa, that's kind of out there. But that's kind of where, I don't know, like, and it, again, you can't like force this. It's sometimes just, it just happens where you're like, your life just kind of shifts and you just kind of see things in a different perspective. And, um, I don't know. I like, cause I'm in the Midwest still and it can be kind of like, especially when I go down to visit my family, small town, although being farmers, they're really connected to the land. And so yeah. that's kind of the nice part is like, that's probably not weird to my dad. Cause he's looking at soil and paying attention to all of this stuff. Right. Um, but that's where I'm like, I feel like I lost that part of me, but now it's like coming back because my grandma mm-hmm. at 92 still has a huge garden and like, having that. I love to garden and connect again to my food. And I feel like, again, sometimes we lose some of that like ancestral, you know, knowledge that we actually have that we've just kind of shoved down because, you know, we have to sit in offices and maybe we don't get to go outside as much as, you know, we would like, and we don't know what to do when we're outside, you know? Right. It's like, what do I do if I don't have my device? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just stare at the clouds. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I had never, I love to go for walks without like anything, no, listening yeah. to nothing. And I think Ugh. that can be a challenge too for people is just to put down everything. Like you don't need it. Yeah. Well, and you know, I think there's some, there's sometimes some discomfort in the space and the stillness, like, what am I going to meet here? What am I going to, but what you end up meeting is yourself. Mm. What you end up experiencing is God Mm. in all its forms. And so it's, it's like, once you, once you allow yourself and give yourself permission, you're not lazy for, (laughs) for, for having an experience of your own life. And I remember it's like the moments that, I always think about the moments that I will look back on at the end of my life won't be, oh, the email, the like magical emails I sent every week with my blog, those were on point or, oh, my social media following was like legit or, you know, or even the things that I do and accomplish, it won't be those things. It will be the feeling of being on Martha's Vineyard in the summer, like laying on the beach with the, with, when the sun is just so perfect and there's just that light breeze and hearing, you know, the seagulls and kids laughing around me. And it will be these moments with my family when we're laughing and we're eating good food and we're telling stories. And it will be these moments that require nothing but you being present for them. Mm. Yes. Yes. I love it. I mean, that's, again, coming back to that, just the slowing down and just awakening kind of to what's going on around you and to your life. Because that's the point. It's called, it's, it's called life because we're meant to live it and we're not living it. We're, we're working for towards some unknown destination of where we're going to get to then live it. And it's like, it's happening right now. And the more that you allow yourself to live in these moments, the more magical your now becomes that the the future part is exciting and it's and it's wonderful and you're still moving towards that but you're also so fulfilled with what you have already yeah and it, i mean i think we're at a point where something has to change and there was a study that i saw when we were at the gym yesterday a client and i were commenting on and it's 
now, you know, teens are now the loneliest generation, you know, not the elders, it's the teens. And that's like, that's crazy that if, I mean, I'm like, you're at school with these people, you see people all day long, you have access to people and they're the loneliest. Like that's, that is not great. And, you know, having boundaries around technology and, you know, obviously this is the first generation where parents really have to start monitoring it because there's just so much to do that you can do from a phone. And, you know, it's all of us trying to figure out what to do too, like how much is too much. Maybe they shouldn't have it at all. And all of those decisions and, you know, what to do about it. And I was telling, um, you know, my client, I was like, yeah, my seniors are the one I've trained for eight years. They all live in a co-op building. And I'm like, they have socials. They come down to work out together three times a week. When it was like a snowy day, they put a sign up and just said, hey, if you're not going out tonight, come and have game, game night in the, you know, party room, you know, all of yeah. that stuff where they're having that community. And none of them, I mean, I think there's a couple on Facebook, but for the most part, they're just talking with each other. They are noticing, hey, I haven't seen Lou in a couple days. We should check on her. And that, you know, that true community. And that's where I'm like, oh, I hope we don't lose that. And I hope that we can figure out how to come back to that. And, you know, there are some beautiful pieces of social media where you get to meet people who you might not have ever met before yes. and have wonderful connections. But then there is also the downside where if you're on it all day long, that's when you get sucked into comparison and, you know, you're not using it for the greatest good that it could be. Absolutely. And it's like, there's, there's the balance in everything. And so with social, yeah, there's people that... I have friends of mine that I never met in person and they're my dearest soul sisters of all time. I, you know, I have told my deepest, darkest secrets to them and it, and we have the most beautiful, powerful relationship, but you know, it, part of the divine feminine coming in now, like one of her invitations is, is community, you know, it's, it's creating tribes together. It's, it's, it's coming back to this tribal way of, of, of us, of we, of taking care of each other, of noticing each other, of witnessing each other. Um, We're all craving that. And so I think that because we're all craving it and, and it's our job to create those spaces. And that's something that I'm really passionate about doing, whether it's like with divine feminine mastery, whether it's with my, um, like my tribe of sisters, whether it's with, you know, my network marketing company, it's like, for me, it's all about creating tribe and creating these places where we all feel seen, heard, loved, accepted, welcomed, um, and where we can deepen our connection to ourselves and each other. Mm, I love it. Now, I want to know more about your Divine Feminine Mastery program and how that can be. Maybe someone is looking for that. They're like, oh, I need a sisterhood. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's really what it's founded on is um, this this sisterhood place. And it's it's just this incredible community of, of light worker women who um, are just growing and deepening in themselves. And because um, this is now the third round that we're finishing up, we've created kind of this experience where people feel safe to be vulnerable. And I think that's the number one thing that we have to do. We have to create a place of safety and no judgment and total love so that people feel safe sharing and opening and unveiling who they are. Cause the world right now is just not a safe place for us to fully be us. And, and even our home life and our family life sometimes is not a safe place for us to fully be us. So this is a really safe and beautiful space. And every, um, every two weeks we go through another invitation. So we start with presence because that's the the perfect place to start and we end with grace and so it's um it's a journey that we go on together and the beautiful thing is you can go through this so many times and you will come back to presence and you'll come back to it from a different perspective but with even more deepening to go Mm. so it's like you're constantly evolving and learning through these different invitations, um, especially where you are in your life in the season of where you are, you're going to meet those invitations in different ways. So it's just a beautiful way of continuing your own spiritual growth and using these invitations as tools to enhance your life, to become present to your life, to awaken to your life, to awaken to your own spiritual growth. Um, 
So it's, it's totally a channeled, <laughs> it was totally channeled. It was not. And, and the beautiful thing is every, every, um, every round of this, every cycle of this has been different because, you know, we have to give ourselves permission to evolve. And I think, you know, these, the beautiful thing about this, um, this program is that it's constantly evolving and, and shifting and moving in a, in a way that serves the collective. So is this program for entrepreneurs or anyone can join? Anyone can join. I think it's really beneficial to entrepreneurs because it, um, it's helping them to rewire uh, hard grain patterns um, that our social media uh, has kind of implemented. So it's like, how can you build your business in your way? How can you honor what you're feeling called to do? Because we see a lot of systems and, and, and funnels. And I mean, there's so many, so many languages yeah. <laughs> of, of that world, but we, we feel like, oh, I have to build a program like this, or, oh, I have to create a product like this, or, oh, it has to look like this. And so this is going to help you reconnect to not only what feels right and right resonant to you, what feels sacred to you, but also how you want to build a business so that it serves your life as well. Mm, I love it. And then how long is the program? So it's six months um, is, is the round. And then um, once you're in, you're in. So it's like, you just get to continue deepening and growing in the, in the program. Ooh, that sounds awesome. And then where can we connect yeah. with you at Meg and where can we find that program? Yeah. So um, meghaines.com is my website and then meg.m.haines is my instagram and uh meg haines on facebook m-e-g-h-a-i-n-e-s and um we will actually be starting a new cycle uh beginning in may so i'll be sharing more information uh very soon perfect and how do you this is totally just a random question but how do you balance social media and like staying present Oh, that is a work in progress. <laughs> um, so, you know, I, I want to say that I'm, I'm not at all, you know, I think there's balance in everything and we think we have something figured out and then we feel like it needs to evolve and shift. So I'm in, in it, one of those, those spaces of things are evolving and shifting, but for me, it's, it's really important to create time and space where I'm not on my phone at all and I'm putting it away. Um, and that that time is just about being present and creative and still and, um, you know, working on the things that I love or just being in an experience and in a moment. And so um, just, and for me, I have to, I have to leave it in another room. It can't be next to me. Oh my gosh. <laughs> same, same. Because if it's yeah. right next to you, it's too easy. It's so it's tempting. Too easy. Yeah. And when I find myself in a position where I'm reaching for the phone, I, I try to remember to ask myself, you know, do you need to reach for that right now? Or is there something else that you could be experiencing right now? Could you just focus on your breath? Could you just focus on being present? Could you maybe read an article or a book or something? Um, so it's, you know, I think it's just bringing awareness to the addiction and the habit that we have to it. And also a ton of love and compassion and not shaming ourselves for when we do reach for it and find ourselves scrolling and then go down the tunnel. It's like, okay, I made that choice today. That's, and that's what it is. And it's okay. And I can make a different choice tomorrow. Mm. And you can see, I mean, us as adults have struggled with this. You can see like teenage brains, like they're still developing. Oh yeah. Not know how to put it down and get away from it. So it's, it's a challenge. I think that is, that is one that is going to be for quite a few years. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's just bringing back those, those old idyllic times. That's what, you know, for me, when I become a parent, that's really important of creating experiences in my children's life that are so powerful and so exciting. And so, um, they're, they're just so fun that they don't need the device. Mm, yes. And the need to document it and show everyone what they're doing. Yeah. 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 That's one that I found when I went on a social media detox. That was also the first few times I was like, oh, I should share this. And I'm like, yeah. wait, no, I'm on a detox. And it's so interesting because you're so like our brains like rewire to think, oh, I got to share this. This is interesting. And yep. then you're like, wait, 
okay, no. And then when I took, I think like six weeks off, I was like, wow, I, I had completely forgot everything that was going on, you know, basically on social media and forgot like, oh, I thought about sharing these before. And it's just, right. as soon as you get right back on, it just comes back and you're like, oh, comes back automatically. Yeah. Yes. And I, and you know, it's like, how, how funny is it that we're so quick to share something before we've even received it? Ooh, I love that. Oh, I need to write that down. So it's like so much of your life is, is asking for, for you to receive it, mm. to fully receive it. And then you can share it. Um, but you know, th- it goes back to that end of the end of your life moment where you're not going to remember the picture that you took of the moment. You're going to remember the look on your child's face or, you know, just the love that you felt in that moment. That's so taking those snapshots in time, not with your device, but with your heart and mm-hmm. with your eyes. Um, that's, that's really important. It's really important for us. I love it. That was a really good nugget, Meg. Thank you. Yeah, of course. So I have one last question for you and I like to give out a weekly challenge to the listeners. And so what would you like that weekly challenge to be this week? Mm. So for me, because our conversation has kind of, um, I just always honor like the flow of it. So I would love for people to have an experience this week. And if you can do it every single day for, you know, 15 minutes, even better, but whatever you can do is perfect. Um, of just putting away your phones Mm. and just being out in nature, you know, it's, it's springtime almost in the Northern hemisphere. It is springtime officially (laughs) Northern hemisphere for some of us. It's still, you know, still working it. Um, but just to, just to go outside and to receive the energy and to breathe it in or to, you know, when you're having dinner with your family of just like being present and putting your devices away and connecting and sharing and, and making memories mm-hmm. with, each, with each other, or with yourself in little moments, um, because you're going to find that so much begins to open up and you begin to notice things that you'd never noticed before. And I think opening that door, cracking that door open creates a lot of curiosity and a lot of excitement. And, um, and we get to have those moments anytime you want. So if it's, I want to take myself on a date to a coffee shop and just read a book and have some tea and my favorite croissant or whatever it is, and just be present in that experience, whatever it is, create an experience for yourself that doesn't need to be captured, that doesn't, mm-hmm. doesn't require you to be on your phone, but just don't pre- requires you to be present and to live it. Mm, I love it. And I'm totally going to partake in that one as well. Ooh, thank yeah, you. Of course. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, it's been such a pleasure getting to chat with you, Meg. And I wrote down like quite a few different little nuggets that I got from our conversation and oh, thank you for your wisdom. Thank you. Thank you for just asking such beautiful questions and um for all the work that you're doing in the world it's it's so sacred it's so important and i just honor you and thank you thank you so much meg and everyone go out there and spread your peaceful power thank you so much for listening to the peaceful power podcast and if you want more information about today's show head on over to andreaclausen.com where you can also find my free guide to working out for your body type And if you haven't already, I would love it if you could rate and review the show over on iTunes and share it with any of your friends that you think would benefit from hearing the peaceful power message. Thanks again, and go out there and spread your peaceful power.